Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is likened to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So this morning's gospel opens us up to one of the most famous lines that Jesus ever spoke. A verse that as disciples of Jesus, we should all commit to memory. Or if you don't memorize it, you should at least have a working knowledge of it. It should be a guide, a plumb line. Loving God first, and secondly, loving your neighbor as yourself. For me, there is no better guide. There is no better way to live. I believe these two teachings have the capacity to transform a person's life. And I certainly believe that when a church is filled with people who believe this wholeheartedly, this church has the power to be transformed and then to transform a community in which it resides. I feel most passionately about this because I see this lived out every day at Grace. We love God passionately, and that in turn makes it second nature to love our neighbors just as passionately. We have come to understand that loving God also means loving his people. In fact, to not do so seems a bit odd, almost wrong. The two go hand in hand. And as growing disciples of Jesus, as folks wanting to deepen our faiths together, this teaching of Jesus must, if not already, become so deeply rooted within that in everything you do or say, this is the teaching that guides you. So in this morning's gospel, Jesus comes face to face with the religious leaders again. We've seen a lot of that in recent days. But this morning he is asked by one which of the 613 laws in the law of Moses is the most important or the greatest, Jesus? So, no matter which law Jesus picks, the lawyer will no doubt ask, why didn't you choose the other 612 laws? kind of feels like another trap, doesn't it? But this is really where it helps to know 
that the Old Testament really does inform the new. You see, in Jewish circles throughout the day and in a Jewish person's life, they are guided by what is called the Shema. It is the single most famous verse in the Torah. Perhaps this might sound familiar from the book of Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, and with all of your strength. Followed up by words in Leviticus. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are two commandments from the first five books of the Bible known as the Torah or the law. And for Jesus, they are the bedrock of all of God's teaching. They are the foundation. They are the foundation of what one must do to inherit life, and they are the greatest commandments upon which hang all the law and the prophets. Said again, they are the plumb line. And the Shema was traditionally recited by every single Jewish child, every single Jewish adult, at the start of every day and at the close of every day. All of that to say, there was no single verse from the entire Torah that the average Jew knew better than this one. So when Jesus responds to the Pharisees' tricky question by quoting a portion of the Shema, he can't be wrong. By loving God and by loving neighbor, all the other commandments are built upon these two. Therefore, all the other commandments or the mitzvahs in Torah are obeyed. Do you understand? In essence, if you love God and you love neighbor, you do all the other commandments in Torah. Because all of the other commandments are rooted in loving God and loving neighbor. Once again, Jesus outsmarts those out to get him. Well, for us, following these commandments of loving God and neighbor allows you and it allows me to do the things we couldn't have imagined or thought. Like meeting a need in a community week in and week out, feeding our neighbors, offering community through placing a blessing box outside the doors of our church and a refrigerator, which for me is a constant representation of the economy of God. It comes and it goes, it ebbs and flows, it fills and it's 
empty. All of that happens here at Grace. This place is a symbol of hope. It is a beacon for our community. Well, on Friday evening, I decided I was going to spend some time in the pumpkin patch after work was finished. And there I found a number of Grace folks who were serving their time in the patch. It was a beautiful evening, a lovely fall evening, not crisp and cool, unfortunately, but certainly not sweltering either. There was a beautiful full moon that was a sweet companion as we sold pumpkins to our neighbors. While in the patch, I was delighted to see so many folks from the community come. In fact, one of them being a lady by the name of Tanya. She works at the Alvin Food Pantry, and she brought along seven or eight teenagers in tow, all of them piling out of a truck. And one of the things I noticed about them is that they didn't go for the sweet little pie pumpkins, which are this big around. Instead, they went for the biggest pumpkins in the patch. So I inquired, why were they going after the big pumpkins in the patch? To which all of them smiled and said, we are going to have a pumpkin carving contest tonight. I said, man, you guys could have gone to Kroger's. And they all smiled, and Tanya said this, we could never do that. You all are our friends. Why would we go to Kroger and get our pumpkins? There was also another young couple with two beautiful little girls and their grandmother. Literally, they spent an hour and a half in our pumpkin patch, if you can imagine, an hour and a half. They took pictures at every photo opportunity. They were absolutely, completely present in no rush, choosing their pumpkins carefully with such love and care. It was a gift for all of us who were there to watch as they maneuvered their way through our little neighborhood pumpkin patch. But in my priestly way, you know I had to ask this couple, do you have a church home? And in unison, all of them replied, no. But surprisingly, the husband at the end of their time in the pumpkin patch, circled back around and said this, Grace is the only church I follow on social media. You guys do so much for this community. And without fail, he began to list off all the things that Grace does in this community. He said, you guys do a food pantry every Thursday. You have a pumpkin patch. You're really good to the neighbors. Thank you. 
Then he followed it up with these words. Grace is a gift to the community. Again, spoken by a man without a church home, but trusting enough this place to bring his entire family and openly share with me, a priest, that he has no church home. A loving God and loving our neighbors isn't some far-off thing that we have to do. At Grace, we believe that we get to do this. Simple and small, big and mighty, all of it meaningful, undergirded with this love of God and our neighbor. It's not hard to do. So I will ask you, how will you express your love of God and neighbor this week? Can you serve a shift in the patch and maybe have an interaction with a neighbor? Can you come and help feed folks on Thursday? Can you commit to praying for grace every day on your way to work? Just say, God, be with my church family. Be with my grace, church home. Can you send a note of encouragement to someone who might need to hear from you? Or maybe just simply pick up the phone and call that person that you've been thinking of. The ways are countless. It's not hard. It's not hard to love God and to love our neighbor. So I will say a blessing for you. Bless you, dear ones, as you move about in the world loving God and loving your neighbor. I can't wait to see how you live it out this week. I've heard so many stories this past week of how one family in particular, the Gilmet family, has been the recipient of extravagant love from this place. For those of you all that don't know, Jeremy Gilmet is an electrician and was in a horrible fire last week, which left him covered in burns. But miraculously, he survived. It will take a long time for him to recover he is alive. And Jolene, his wife, sent a note to me this week saying she knew this place was special. But she really now knows deeply how special this place is. It is an honor to see how loving God and loving our neighbors is transforming lives, 
not only in this place, but also in our city. And all I would ask that you would continue to do is to simply say yes. Because when we do, we see that loving God is truly about loving his people. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.